0: Guess what fuckers, Micro Gym University is now accepting enrollment, it is ready to go. The link is in my Instagram bio. If you have been watching my content for any period of time and you felt smarter after listening or watching it than you did previously, then you should really look into Microgym University. Like imagine me sitting down with you for seven hours and breaking out the entire sales flow or how to install PT first, or spending four hours with me going over your marketing and how you should be running tagging and organic campaigns and then flipping those into lead generation and retargeting campaigns on the back end of Facebook. I've covered everything in there, things that have taken me over 10 years to learn in a format that I believe is ideal for a microgym owner or anyone who wants to get into the industry. But doesn't have the knowledge. You've got the hard work, but you don't have that educational experience that I'm able to bring to the table. And you're not going to have to follow any set system. The problem with all these other ones is you got to do this part and it matches up with this part. If you don't do it like this, then it won't work. Fuck that. This course is strictly educational, teaching you different ways to do it. And then you could pick the ones that work for you. What does, what doesn't. You'll have access to me. You'll get a monthly CEO collective call with the other clients I work with where I jam on different topics every month. You'll have access to me to ask questions in video, audio, written word format. If you have questions, hit me up. Link is in the Instagram bio. Micro Gym University, guys. Get fucking enrolled. All right, guys. What is up? Mm -hmm. It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk. And I've got my buddy, Morgan Barden. Morgan is... Um, I I got like a trifecta of who Morgan is. I mean, Morgan uh, is a guy I met um, through my buddy Jeremy Batts, who owns a is it a is project? Danish and a franchise? Yeah. Okay, so a franchise. Think of a meal prep delivery company. Uh, Morgan came down from Alchester and started working at that company. Uh, Morgan also helped us out and worked and and helped us keep the gym clean and would come in and rock out the Bulldog Scrubber. And then I know Morgan as uh, just you know a general good dude, but like a fitness guy. He like be, especially with this company, they're very much like, think how Lululemon, if any of you fuckers know like how Lululemon is constantly fucking with every fitness thing in town because they want to network like that. Project Lean Nation's employees do something very similar. They drop in, they go places, they, they schmooze and rub elbows with everyone in the fitness industry. So Morgan was just always a really well-versed fitness guy. And then I came to learn of, you know, Shit wasn't always easy. Morgan had a ton of health issues in the past. I want to talk a little bit about that because they were at this crazy fucking young age um, that you're still dealing with today. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then we're gonna get into. I want to talk as a fitness consumer, and I want to see what some of the stuff that he sees out there, some of his opinions. And I always think it's, you know, you guys always hear me fucking spitting out my thoughts, but I'm on a completely different end of the spectrum. It's always cool to hear it from someone who literally just consumes fitness at different locations, at CrossFit, at Orange Theories, at fucking, you know, these different models, this, that, and the other thing. So, um, Morgan, do me a favor, man. Uh, For everyone listening, just give me a brief rundown who you are and why it's important to this story.
1: Yeah. um, I'm just a dude that loves fitness. I'm a fitness enthusiast. I want to help people as many people as I can, and uh, Project Lean Nation is my my outlet and my passion that I get to help everyone you know that walks in, whether it's through nutritional guidance or whether it's through hey they just need a little little bit of uh, some positivity in their life. Uh, I am able to just add value to as many people as possible at that location and. Uh, uh, I've been with Project Lean Nation about five years. Um, you were up at the one in Rochester. Yeah. Because when you think healthy eating, you think
0: fucking Rochester, right? Like, yeah. they, like it's I remember Jeremy, and if you guys Google Jeremy Bat, he's this big fucking, like big mammoth motherfucker, bald head. <laughs> he's just big, strong bear, the sweetest dude fucking ever, smartest fuck. And I remember he came down, and you know my thing that blew me away about Jeremy? He was the only Epicure guy at the time that has ever reached out to me and never tried to pitch me. Yep. Ever tried to pitch me. He was just straight up cool. He got it yep. and like, he just, he was not a dick and yeah. I fucking, uh, I always love that about Jeremy, but, uh, it, and Jeremy for listening to this, um, I love you, fuck face, but, um, <laughs> so you were with them in Rochester and then obviously yep. moved down to this location here. Yeah. Why, why would you would you just want to move to Rochester because it was cold there? you have been there, you'd done the Rochester thing, it was like, fuck it, why not
1: Charlotte? So I lived in Rochester, I was born and raised in Rochester, I lived there for 25 mm-hmm. years. Um I met Tim, the the founder, the, the owner of the entire thing, five years ago. I was working for him part-time, just like I was working Where were here. you working out when you were up there? Uh I was actually going to like Meathead Gym. Uh <laughs> it was called Powerhouse, Samson's Gym. Fuck um, yeah. So I I grew up in traditional bodybuilding, just just kind of curls, squats, deadlift, bench press. Um, And that's all I knew. Uh, I didn't know anything about the whole CrossFit thing. And then I kind of met Tim and uh he he was like hey man i'm doing this whole food thing and i actually met him through my mom my mom was one of the original cooks and the original chefs oh no shit yeah so my mom uh and she's like hey do you want to make a little bit extra money on the side i was working at a bank at the time yeah and uh i was like yeah sure why not she's like come meet this guy tim he does this food thing tim is another just jack bald dude oh not like yeah Jeremy,
0: but he does have the he's a straight head. oh
1: yeah he's a straight meathead too um, don't, don't let him tell you any different. Um, <laughs> I'll see him, you know, every once in a while being up in world's gym doing curls as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I met him and then, uh, basically over a couple months I was working with him on the weekends, just packaging food and kind of being a gopher, go for this, go get that, go, yeah, yeah. you know, and,
0: uh. How old were you at this point?
1: I was probably 21, 22. Cool. Uh, at the time I was trying to become a, a police officer. No um, shit. doing the whole civil service thing. Yeah. And, and i was just working for him part-time and then just you hold- go for like criminal justice or anything no. or like just do nope. something it's just so i graduated high school with yeah. honors a's but i i didn't know what i wanted to do yeah. so i tried it out for a semester at college and hated it so i was yeah. true what'd you hate about it? um i was paying for something that there is no that the value that i thought was not worth what i was sure. paying for uh, i had no clue what i wanted to do yeah. and I was like, why am I gonna pay for this knowing that I'm gonna have to take out loans yeah. and pay it back when I don't even know if it's the right thing or not. So I told myself, I was like, hey, if I ever need further education, I would go back and, and do it. I just don't know at the time and I don't think it's a wise decision. It was probably the best decision, one of Let's the best say, decisions i Like the yeah,
0: My wife, she did one year at Suffolk in Boston yep. and then she said, no fuck it she went to hair school opened up her own salon and never looked back yep yeah. and now she doesn't have fucking however many hundreds of thousands but somebody, like you know my sister Julie yeah. yeah that chick has got fucking six figures in goddamn debt and yeah she's a physical therapist they don't yeah. make that much money and it's just it's one of these things like yeah fuck
1: yeah no, it's, uh, it was definitely a decision where I fell into the pressure initially of, you have to go now yep, yep, yep. or else you're never gonna go. And then I realized once I was there, I was like, why am I learning how to round numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. the first day of college? Yeah, like, yeah. dude, like I, I graduated with A's and B's. Like, come on. Sure, man. I have a phone. Right, like, so I was like, there's no reason. After semesters. Sure. semester, I was like, there's no reason for this. Um, but anyways, um, working for Tim and then uh, down the road, probably a year later, he goes, hey man, this whole food thing, uh, it's kind of taken off. We don't have a retail location yet, but I'm looking to, to open one up. And I was like, cool, man, awesome. He's like, I'm going to need someone to run it. And I was like, sure, I'll keep my eyes peeled or my eyes open and see, you know, you know, who's who's around. He goes, yeah. no, I'm asking you if you want to run it yeah, and help me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So at the time, I was like, you know, kind of weighing things down. He goes like, I can't promise to pay you when the bank praise you, but I'll promise you to never go hungry. Sure. And I would just kind of like, at this point, he kind of like opened up my whole eyes to like the whole leadership, the whole like being a servant, helping other people, enrichment, yeah. fulfillment, there's passion. It's not just about chasing money and buying pleasures and things yeah. like that. And I would just kind of like, Cool. So
0: that's so, so interesting. So I literally, this, the, the call when you came into the office earlier, the call I was on, I was talking to one of my uh, clients. He owns a gym in Texas. Yeah. And we're talking HR, right? Every gym owner I work with at some point gets into a scenario. Well, Stu, how am I ever going to be able to afford anybody? And, you know, my potential candidate that I'm thinking of works at the bank or works for yep. this nine to five, and I will not be able to pay them enough. Right. And if you can get someone at the right time, and I believe there's some prerequisites, I believe they've got to be young, single, AKA not married and no kids. Mm-hmm. When they don't have those kind of financial burdens, not right. that kids are a financial burden, but they fucking are. Oh um, yeah. I love my daughter, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, when you don't have those things, you are willing, if you if it's a job that will give you a high level of fulfillment, you will sacrifice compensation oh, in the short sure. term. Same thing with Isaac. Isaac was making really good money at Bank of America, mm-hmm. and I was like, Chick, listen, I can only give you like $600 a month, yeah. but I'll give you $500 additional to that salary every three months yeah. until he gets you up right. Yeah. And and that's exactly what happened. But the yeah. only reason I was able to get her is because she was fucking young, yeah. single, no kids. yeah. And they, like, if you were 33 and you got two fucking rugrats running around, that deal doesn't sound no, that appealing. It does not. It's the yeah. right time. Yeah. So again, any of you guys that are listening and you have someone who you think would be ideal but they're making money elsewhere that you don't think you can meet compensation-wise, you may be able to five or 100X it a 100 exit from a fulfillment side, in which they actually love going to work every fucking day, and if you can meet the young, single, no kids kind of scenario, I think you've got a good chance on your hands. You got a fighting chance at least. So okay, Tim offers you this gig. You take it. You start working at the 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 PLN in Rochester.
1: So we open it up. I'm I'm working there for you know three four years, and I uh, I meet Jeremy a couple times. He comes up. He's he's from the Buffalo area. Sure. Um, and uh, he's talking about opening one up in Charlotte and. You know, you know, a couple times, never thought anything of it. Just super nice dude, super excited that he's gonna be one of the franchise owners. Yeah. And then um, about a year ago, probably a little bit more than a year ago, um, you know, I kind of said, hey, you know, Jeremy, you know, if you need any help, kind of getting off the ground, I'd be more than happy to go down there and yeah. kind of help you guys out for a few weeks and whatnot. And then it already been kind of soft open for a few months, and uh, he's like, we'll see what we can plan out, you know, see if we can get you down here, see w- you know what value you can add, and I was like, sure, why not. So uh, a month or two later, he's like, yeah, come down for a couple weeks. So I came down for two and a half weeks and uh, loved it. Loved it here. And um, honestly, I was, I was, I'd never been to another location. So I didn't know what to expect. Went there with no expectation, just gonna do what I do. Um, meet as many people as I can, kind of, you know, spread what I do and yep. um, loved it. People loved me. I met so many awesome people here, the clients, not only that, but like just the people that, had, that aren't clients. They just want to come in and check us yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So then afterwards, I went back home, Rochester, and Jamie's like, "Hey, do you ever, do you ever think, you, you know, you could stay here?" And I was like, "Definitely. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. Like, yeah. if that opportunity arises, like, I don't have anything right now. But if anything, you know, opens up as far as a full time opportunity, I'll let you know." And I was yeah. like, "Cool." So I went back home, and two weeks later, I got a phone call. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, a full time opportunity, you know, opened yeah, up." Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." You want to come down? I was like. Hey. Yeah. Do So I packed up my car, whatever I, whatever I could fit. Didn't bring anything else, just whatever. It was like a suitcase, a duffel bag, and like a gym yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And I came down and I stayed at his house for a few months looking for places to live. Um, and then I'm I've I've been here for about a year now, just over a year. Yeah. So.
0: See, dude, you're the kind of guy that like so many owners just kind of celebrate. Someone's just willing to be like, fuck it. yeah, I'll yeah. come down. I'll fucking sleep on a couch. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Like it just, and it. It's one of those things, too, where the opportunity has got to be cool enough. Like, again, if Jeremy had opened up a fucking um, a parchment paper store or was selling right. fucking pens, you wouldn't probably have given the fuck. But, again, you're a fitness guy. Mm-hmm. This is 100% related to fitness and nutrition and yeah, lifestyle. For sure. And it, and it connects. It just makes sense. There's yeah. fulfillment there.
1: For sure. Yeah. No, I. Um, I just – I remember when I came down the first time, like, I was like, this place, is so active compared to New York. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just the weather. He- it's yeah. the weather. Everyone here, the weather's beautiful. Yeah. Everyone's here happy. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but everyone likes to work out. Yeah. And, like, the other thing I noticed was, like, no one is from here. So everyone wants yeah. to kind of meet new people yeah. versus where I'm from. It's kind of like, it why clicks. are you talking to me? Yeah, why are you talking all, to me? Yeah, like, who, who are you? Like, and I'm why just do you like. think like,
0: Rochester, out of all the little areas of New York, get like gets the worst fucking rap. I've got so many friends from Rochester, Dude. and it's like. If they just get the digging of such a bad rap. I, uh, is it just that East Side, Italian New York?
1: Yeah, it's just very traditional. Yeah. You'll get you like your different pockets, of like what town and what yeah, part you're yeah, from. Yeah. You're an East Sider, you're West Sider type thing, and like you can automatically. What's weird is you can tell who's from the West Side, who's yeah. from the East Side when you're there, and it's it's very stereotypical. But at the same time, it's like whenever I meet people from Rochester. Um, and I'm like, my initial thought is like, Oh, another one. Like <laughs> I came here to get away from you guys, you guys yeah. oh, but it's all the people, a huge pocket here in Charlotte. dude, I feel like 90% of the people I like meet are from New York <laughs> or Pennsylvania, or Ohio, yeah, yeah. somewhere up North. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's just kind of like all the people that were kind of fed up with the North and just the way the thinking, the traditional type thing and they weren't afraid to take a risk, like, sure. all ended up somewhere around here. In the south, yeah. I'm yeah, and that's the one commonality I've seen with all of the people that I've met so far and built relationships with. It's like, everyone's like, hey, I'm not from here, I'm from here, I'm from over there, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to try something different.
0: What I think, especially Charlotte, which is a, it's a southern, obviously, it's a city, mm-hmm. in a southern state, but with a northern, Citizen base, yep. right? It's a transplant state. But if you want to win here, be from New York and be as cool as you are and not a dick, because people will meet you that are from the south. Like you're from New York and you're a really nice dude, yeah. and you instantly <laughs> fucking win because they're gonna put up that wall of like, right. oh, wow, New York, we get it. You're gonna be a prick, right. and then you're just so fucking nice, and people are like, oh. Oh my god, he's one of the nice. So I gotta be super <laughs> nice to this guy. Like, <laughs> it's fucking. Next thing you like, oh, we could have been best friends. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So no. you get down here. You're at Jay's place. You're you're running the PLN here in Charlotte, and um, the PLN just like so. Where my gym's at? It, it's right nearby. You know, it's right across the street from my wife's um, her salon, and across the street from one of the best breweries in Charlotte, Sycamore Brewery. Literally across the street from one of the first CrossFit affiliates in the Charlotte area. It's like the second one, I believe, uh Ultimate CrossFit, which is a great location. And you're just like there and like and everything's growing around you guys. You have got this amazing location. Jeremy mm-hmm. got it at a really good rental rate. I remember going over when he signed the lease. Like I was yeah. looking around, I was like, fuck. He was telling me what he paid for it. I was like, yeah. good for you dude. Yeah. Um and now you guys are how many what are you guys? Two years, three years in? Going on two. Okay. Yep. Going on two. Yep.
1: November of this year will uh, will be complete complete completed. So that means
0: you're then going on and is that now going on five or six years for you with PLN total? I'm going on six. Six, okay. So as you look at it, in the meal prep business, and I was asking you ahead of time, are most of the people that are doing meal prep, are they also doing fitness outside? Are they doing both ends of the spectrum? Or do you think a lot of people are just, just doing nutrition side?
1: I would say it's a mixture of people who are saying, hey, listen, I want to start out on this healthy lifestyle journey. Maybe it's got out of hand or I've never had before. They're starting to work out. So they're also coupling fitness or maybe they've tried fitness before and it's just they achieve some sort of results, but they know that their nutrition is kind of holding them back because they either don't have the time, they don't have the knowledge or the education as far as what to do. Or maybe they do, they just say, hey, I'm just too lazy to do it or I just don't have the willpower to stick with it. Um, so it's a combination of those who are new to the fitness world that also want to couple with, hey, I need the education, the guidance, and direction, and those who are like, hey, fitness is my lifestyle. I know what to do. I just need the time savings, convenience yeah. of getting the, the the food that I need and the quality that I need. Yeah. Um, and and, so and these companies have
0: popped up like crazy all over oh, yeah. the place. Meal prep companies. So back in the day, it used to be there were um, I can't even remember the fucking name of the companies, but they would come into the CrossFit gyms. and We did it for a little while. And they brought a big-ass fridge. Mm-hmm. And the fridge was in the gym. And the, the problem with that shit, though, was that like you were this pick-up and drop off. I had motherfuckers calling me on a Sunday. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I want to go in. And I was out excuse me, I was out fucking tailgating or something on a Sunday. Yeah. And some dude wants to get into the gym to pick up his meals. I'm like, bro, the hours are from here to there. You can't come in now. I'm fucking hammered. I'm not coming in <laughs> <Right. laughs> I was just like, it, it was the most obnoxious. And some guys would never come and pick their shit up, and it just sat in there. And it became, and I was just like, I, I think we did it for three months. And then I was like, guys, this shit's got to go. You got to yeah. get it out of here. And I love the fact that it's a separate brick and mortar. So for all of you guys who are not familiar with the Project Lead Nation, you probably have something similar in your town, similar meal prep. I don't know if it's as, um, as well done as what PLN does, but you guys have the full smoothie bar, you've got a little retail, and then you know you have a dietitian that can work out of there. You have yeah. an in-body scanner. It, it's a full service thing. And it's great, like urban movement members, when somebody comes in, mm-hmm. that's one of our sales pitches. We like part of it like with our membership, you get to go down and you get to go get a free in body scan and we're gonna go back and do it every ninety days and whatever it is. And we have this company that if you wanna do meals with, we highly recommend them. And it's just it's a really cool synergistic partnership. Yeah. Have you guys had any businesses Minus the corporate ones, like Orange Theory, are they able to like partner with you hard on that, or no, because it's a corporate? Yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So we on one of our affiliates, um, Orange Theory is definitely one of those uh, that that they like to refer people as far as the nutrition because it's it goes hand in hand. Yeah. If, if their clients are it in house. no, if their clients are getting results, obviously it helps with their sure, retention 100%. of the membership. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of people that come in from those types of gyms that yeah. say hey i've been a member for here for three six years whatever months yeah. years and they say like i've kind of hit a plateau and then they kind of couple of nutrition that they haven't done yeah. before and then they're able to progress through that plateau yeah and not only that but they're happier you can see like the change in their confidence yeah. and obviously like their retention with the gym is much higher if you so had any gyms
0: like you've come be like hey we'd love to meet with you guys and tell you what we're doing and just like fuck off. Do you have any gyms that are like super resistant to like working with you guys? Or at least, because uh, you, you're not even asking for anything from the gym. No. But if you have any gyms that are like. Just We've had a couple of them
1: yeah. and it's more so.
0: Not. Are they aligned with another meal prep
1: company? Either they're instead? aligned with another one or it's usually, hey, listen, we have guidelines and restrictions from corporate that gotcha. we can't. Yeah, it's yeah. more of like the. If fucking well, we'd like to can yeah. do it, fucking anyone. Yeah. I don't imagine anybody can. Yeah. So it's, uh, we've had some, but most of them are, at least are willing to hear us out, even if they, they don't go through with a, with a partnership. Yeah. Um, but very few are like, hey, completely just, you know, take a hike. Yeah. So.
0: I, I think it's, I think it's really valuable. I absolutely love having you guys there. Yeah, so no, we're grateful for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's so good, man. It's, um, it's a really cool partnership. And we've gotten personal training referrals from oh, you yeah. specifically and from PLN and, um, we've been able to refer people over to, to your guys' spot and it's made our lives a lot easier on the training front. Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk now, you know, again, I mentioned PLN does the same model as like Lululemon. They want you out and about in the community. They want you knowing faces, all yep. that stuff. Um, and you, you essentially, uh, one PLN location is run by essentially two of you guys, one of you guys, what's the two main Two of us. Two of us, us okay. Yeah, usually You're there's Jill. a- You and Jill, right? Yeah,
1: there's a manager and there's an assistant. Yeah
0: so you and jill and i obviously see you guys around frequently and this that and everything what is your experience been is, is there more fitness in charlotte than there is in rochester oh uh yes okay definitely Significative. definitely Significative, yeah and it has to do a lot you mentioned it like the weather yeah right when it's nice not 12 months out of the year and you can fitness whatever it's a lot easier versus rochester and cleveland yep. It's nice for about five months out of the year. Yes. You know? Correct. So with that being said, what is your take as a consumer, someone who sees this shit day in and day out with all the different fitness? We have again literally on this one literally within a mile of this location, we will have berries. We're gonna we already have OTF. We've got my boys over at Metabolic. We've got F-45 just came in the last Mm -hmm. couple months. Um, we've got the Dow CA, which has got like a $7 million rebuild. The CrossFit facility, have you seen the CrossFit facility inside the new Dow? Yes, I have. It's, it's in, absolutely incredible. It's insane. Yeah. It's like a fuck. I bet you that entire outfit for just CrossFit was a CrossFit
1: was a little under a million. Dude, it, I, um, so I remember like I, I walked in and I just checked it out and I was like, Hey, when is this open? They're like, Oh, it just open I was like, can I take a class? And immediately while I was there just checking it out, they're like, yeah, sure. The next one starts in like half an hour. I took that class yeah, yeah, yeah. just to check it out because it was so incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's a
0: super nice facility. They've got the fucking outdoor turf and you look out into the city. It's yeah. just sick. Yeah. Um, so you got all these different models we have flywheel, we've got different spin studios. I mean we've got fucking, I mean name it, Charlotte's got it as far as I goes. What is your take on fitness as a consumer? Um, do you think there's too many options? Do you think too many options look the same? Do you think it's just right? What is it what, what is your take on it? Not only like as an industry person because you are in the industry, but it is your like personal preference
1: so I like a variety of places I'm a type of person where I enjoy connecting with different communities of people yeah. um, before or yeah before I started doing you know whether it was CrossFit or whether it's boot camps or whether it's Orange Theory I was just doing the strictly the meathead thing Yeah. and uh, for me that was cool as far as exercise but sure. I was doing it for the wrong reasons it was more so aesthetics yeah it was more so aesthetics. To, yeah, more so aesthetic, see how much I can you know yeah. grow my bicep and yeah. you know feed my ego look in the mirror and uh, it wasn't necessarily mentally healthy for me so when I got introduced to CrossFit um, originally uh, it was more so the the fact of the community base you get to meet people get to build relationships you get to experience an environment of a place that's not just about ego and you know macho-ness and big muscles and don't get me wrong I enjoy that from time to time I love a good pump and always I'll always be in the gym But overall, like I'm a I'm a fitness enthusiast of all kinds. Whether it's yoga, swimming, running, doing CrossFit, doing you know yeah. meathead stuff, yeah. whatever it is, boot camps, I love it all. I think for me, the culture and the environment uh, and having a variety of people uh, is what I absolutely love best about it. Yeah. Because there's nothing there's nothing like going into a workout that you're like, hey, I'm here to break a sweat. I'm here to get you know an awesome workout in, get the blood pumping. But I get to do it with either new people or people that I absolutely love. Yeah. You know, and if I get to do that at one place or three different places or five different places, and there's a different group of people that are awesome, whether their their energy is wonderful, the, the atmosphere in the gym, sure. the culture is great, um, but that's also the thing that will turn me off the quickest if I go to a place. So it's more so like, hey, if you don't get acknowledged, you walk sure. in, you're new to a gym, no one says hello, or they bombard you with, hey, you know what are you doing here, yeah. um, You know, who are you type thing. Not that I've had that happen sure. a lot, very few times, but I would say the variety in, in workouts, so having a variety yeah. as far as the, the circuit training or the intervals or the strength yeah. or the yeah. conditioning, um, and then I would say in Charlotte, they have a, an awesome variety. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I love that I'm able to go X, Y, Z, Play. You know what we call your nomadic
0: fitness. Oh yeah. Nomadic meaning like boom, you enjoy the bouncing yes. around. Like again, and, and things like class pass suit that yep. so well. Things like yep. class pass allow people to, I look at, I, I always relate everything to alcohol. Um, Cause I think the micro gym scene and the micro brewery scene are okay. so very similar, especially here in Charlotte. We have fucking micro breweries on every goddamn corner. And you can be like, I love beer, but I hate that brewery. I yeah. love that brewery, right? Yeah. That brewery's is okay. Yeah. Same with fitness. I love fitness. Yeah. I hate CrossFit. I love Spin or vice versa, yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. When I was someone who's nomadic in fitness, it's kind of like the person who likes to go to the bar and get a flight, right? I want to taste a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I love that. And I think it's a very millennial thing yeah. to have options with what you yeah. do. Um, I also, like for Class Pass specifically, I joke around, I call Class Pass. I think it's Class Pass is like, the Tinder of fitness, mm-hmm. right? You got a different date every single day. You can try something. At some point, somebody wants to settle down on Tinder. Just like at some point, someone's like, okay, mm-hmm. I've been trying a little bit of everything for five months, six months, a year. Mm-hmm. I just want to get serious about one thing. Like, I'm just right. tired of going places like this one that's always full, and this one, I just don't like that one instructor sometimes when I go, I just like to find a consistent thing. And then they try to find a home gym and settle yeah. down. Um, for you specifically, as someone who's consuming fitness and what you see, where do you personally gravitate towards? So like you found, cross, is CrossFit still your jam? And we're gonna get into the medical conditions. I know that yeah. have limited some of the, the fitness stuff you've been yeah. doing, but. Uh, I
1: would say not so much. Uh, I, I love, so there's three things I look for uh, when I go to a place that attract me personally. Sure. It's the atmosphere, yeah. the culture of the place, sure. whether I get a positive, welcoming feel when I come in with a, whether it's the people that coaches. Yeah, the front desk um, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Not only that, but also how the, the class or the, the group is, is run. Okay. Is it run? Is it structured? Is it organized? Or is it kind of just everyone just kind of dicking around? Yeah, yeah. Chickens um, with their head cut off. Right. Kind of yeah. like, or they're just doing their own thing. They're not really paying attention. Yeah, yeah, So okay. how, how well it's structured and ran. And you can tell based off, you look at everyone else in the group, if yeah. they're paying attention to the coach, you can tell it's, it's usually coached pretty well. Yeah. If they're just kind of like doing their own thing, it's usually like, hey, kind of like whatever yeah. it's very lax yeah Um, but i think in fitness especially with groups you need to have some structure yeah so it's it's the structure and then also the challenging the level of challenge within the class itself sure so if it's a place that i can go in there and i can crush the workout and place top five top three every single time i'll love it but at the same time i'll get bored really easily yeah yeah. um so it also it also has to do with the the atmosphere and the culture so those three things how well it's how it's ran, the atmosphere, the culture, and the challenge—the level of challenge within the workout itself. Yeah. If I'm dying, I'm like, I'm not gonna finish this. I'll probably go back every once in a while yeah, yeah. when I'm looking for a good, good sweat and I wanna just destroy myself. Yeah, yeah. But if it's too challenging, that's also gonna determine. Yeah, it's gotta be a happy medium. Yeah. A happy medium. Um, those are the three things that typically I'll go back for. I love like, it. Yeah. What's your
0: typical MO these days? So in a given week, what is Morgan doing
1: fitness-wise? Uh, usually, I'll do at least one CrossFit class a week. Yep. Um, I'll do typically two boot camps, whether it's metabolic yeah, yeah. or block. Yeah. It's another. Um, and then I'll typically do a meathead sesh. Hell yeah. um, and then I'll try and get in yoga or some kind of, whether it's riding the bike around town, some kind of yeah. active recovery day. Yeah. Um, and then usually I'll take a day, maybe two off. Perfect. Um, usually, within one of those days, is, is a, is a off day from work, yeah. and I'll get in two, maybe three workouts within that day.
0: What's your favorite? Where's your, what yoga studio you prefer in these days?
1: Uh, I enjoy Yoga One. Yep. Um, one. Or Charlotte Yoga. My my two. The one on Park Road. Road? No, the one um, not the one on Park Road. The one over by Hopping. Uh, yeah 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 okay in yeah South yeah, yeah. Southland yeah yeah
0: that wooden robot and all that yeah. shit. yeah
1: yeah so that one there um, and that's just because I've been there before I, I know a lot of the instructors yeah. there or I've met some of the members yeah and I feel comfortable Comfort. and welcome there yes um, so. but yeah I would say those two yoga spots for sure um,
0: how much do you think for group fitness it's not even really what the fitness class is where the fitness class is at or the type of fitness that's offered. If your friends go there, you probably have a higher likelihood of going. Oh, like yes. Because, again, I put that back to the breweries. There yeah. are breweries and bars I will go to, and I'm like, I'm not necessarily crazy about it. Yeah. But if my buddies are fucking drinking I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go
1: too. Dude. You know, I don't give a shit. Nine times out of ten, if I will choose something else, if my friends say more than one or two friends say, hey, listen, we're going to go here for a workout. I'm like, I'll go. Why not? I'll go. Why not?
0: I equate it to like anyone who's, uh, if you go back to even like college mode or like anyone who's listening, maybe it's got kids and shit now, it's a little bit different. But like when you used to be like, friend group was like the thing, like whatever your was like, where are we going to eat? Yeah. And just where everyone was going, you just kind of went with the flow kind of scenario. Like that's how fitness is. I tell gym owners, the number one reason you know more clients at your gym is because Sally couldn't get Tina yeah. to fucking come with you. Every gym that's listening has Sally's that want to come fucking try it out, but they couldn't get their girlfriend to go with them, yeah. so they're not gonna come in. Because yeah. doing group fitness is fucking intimidating. Yeah. Especially something where you're wielding a barbell or yeah. things like that. Yeah, for um, sure.
1: Well, you know what's funny yeah. is, um, one of my favorite things about Charlotte is I couldn't find this in Rochester at all. Oh, yeah. I lived there for 25 years. Within three months, I found this in Charlotte. And this is a group of people that just want to better themselves. However, they're all fitness and wellness oriented. So I am in a group chat right now with 50 other people where we, we chat back and forth about fitness activities, about social events. Every single week. Is this organic or is this
0: comp? Is this a company the base this that they? This is just an like, organic randomly thing. Randomly, like big. Every contacts? single
1: person in this group that we are in the group chat I mean, yeah, is from I'm a gonna, different.
0: I'm, I'm gonna take a guess it's some names. Rob from the Forge. is yep. he in there Yeah. Fuck yeah, he's in there. Um. One or two of my people who work at Lululemon. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah yeah I'd like, it's yeah. <laughs> super, I'm already like picturing this group yeah. as it forms. Yes. Like, is Henry Wind in there? He is doing, not in he there. He's not in there? He is not
1: in there, but he's always welcome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like Mark slow. I know he's not here anymore. He no. moved. Like I'm thinking a couple of Yeah, he
1: would be like those would like yeah. be the type of people good dude. but all like, dudes. But it's like we'll text each other in the morning. Someone will post like a morning motivation quote yeah. and like get everyone hyped up or they'll post like a YouTube Wesley video. Knight or anything yeah, something like later. that. And then out of nowhere someone will be like, Hey, you know, what's going on for, for workouts today? Yeah, yeah. And like two or three people will put suggestions there, next thing you know, you got like three to five to ten friends showing up at this yeah. workout. And then for the weekend, it's more of like, hey, what are our friendship activities doing? Yeah. And we'll, we'll say like, hey, we're going to the Whitewater Center or yeah. hey, we're going to meet at Hoppin' or at this brewery or whatever oh, it yeah. is. And next thing you know, you got 20 friends that are hanging out there. So that's the one thing that I found in Charlotte that I absolutely love that I could not find in Rochester. We always had our friends that we grew up with and whatnot. You yeah, yeah. always had Joe Schmo and Sally and yeah. you know, whoever else who was great friends. Either sure. they were just drinking buddies or they were just workout friends yeah, or they yeah. were just work buddies. But this is so like an all encompassing, uh, yeah, integration of people yeah. from all different walks of life. Whether they're doctors, they're dentists, they're they work in retail, whatever it may be, yeah. and they're all different ages. They yeah. can range from early twenties to mid to late forties. Like yeah. all of our group is crazy. So like that. interesting. Oh, it's great.
0: One. What so what's interesting, I think, for a lot of people listening, that'll be. So one of the big things we've done, and again, we're only th- we're less than three years into the experiment. But my goal was. To take something that I was so versed in, and again, I'm very uh, not humble on this. Like, I, I feel like I understand the brand of CrossFit and how to deliver it better than most. Um, take this thing that's CrossFit that I've known since yeah. 2005, and it's on this end of the spectrum. And then take this thing that is an Orange Theory, Barry's Boot Camp, um, yep. you know, OTF, and then create something in the middle. Something that is not so intimidating, that doesn't require a snatch, you know, like a very yeah. high-end kind of thing, but something that's not, um, and not that there's anything wrong with OTF, somebody who's done it for two to three years might get a little bit bored after a while, mm-hmm. running, rowing, mm-hmm. TRX dumbbell. I wanted to find that happy medium because whenever I think of a business opportunity, it's always where is the white space? And I think that's what CrossFit did so well. We had Globo Gym over here, mm-hmm. and then there was like, you know, personal training studios, yeah. uh, Curves Fitness Franchise, which was a women's only circuit training thing was there. And there were some boot camps, but CrossFit was just able to sit in the middle of this fucking white space. Mm-hmm. And so what we do with our movements is try to play in that white space. I look at Metabolic as one of the original founders of sitting in that white Bro, space. Bro, that was like the first thing that came to my 100%. mind. Yeah, you guys like, at Metabolic. Metabolic is the, they are the grandfathers of sitting in the white space and they did it, so the biggest respect I've got for Brandon yeah. and Anna Kirk And So I'm doing a two-day business summit here in October the self-made summit. And they're actually – I'm having them come and speak at it. Awesome. And um, they jump ship on CrossFit so fucking early. They left so much cash on the table. It's retarded. But they did so because it takes years and years to develop a brand as strong as Metabolic. Like, mm-hmm. Metabolic wasn't that strong of a brand in the very beginning, like, right. was, like CrossFit was at its peak, yeah. but those guys have completely owned yeah. that white space. And yeah. I see brands like myself and Metabolic, the more berries and orange theories and eat the frogs that open up, yeah. the more people that at some point are gonna get bored doing that kind of thing, and they're gonna wanna yeah. step with something a little bit more intense, yeah. but they might not see the translation and the logic jump to legless rope climb and right. muscle up kind right. of scenario. Right. Um, how do you describe? So when you dis- like like this is interesting. When you were telling someone that, like you're t- describing Metabolic to someone at PL and they're getting in a shake. They're like, "Hey, what do you like doing, like, Oh, there's a place literally right around the corner. Yep. Called Metabolic. How do you describe that to somebody?
1: Uh, I say it's basically a very structured group workout where um, it's interval training, and not only that, but the programming is on point yeah. every single time you go there. Yeah. It's one of the best places to go if you want to have something that's gonna not only kick your ass, but keep you from being injured. Yeah. Um, so like I've done a plethora of classes there and I love every single time that I go there and be able to break a sweat, like a good one, get the blood pump in, get a good whatever workout yeah, yeah, yeah. in, feel fatigued as hell knowing yeah, yeah. that I just put in some good sweat equity, but at the same time, I don't ever feel like I'm beat up or like I hurt myself or I tweak my back. Yeah. So. I would say that's the best way that I've described it.
0: You're like a mark. This is that I could not have. I swear to God, I didn't script this whatsoever. But like think of like so from a marketing standpoint, when I listen, I'm always listening to antagonists. Mm -hmm. And what you said, the the highlight, if anyone listening to this, take this part. A badass workout that won't get me injured. Yeah. That's what people like about CrossFit. The allure visually is that looks dope as fuck. That looks badass. Yeah. The taboo is it is badass, but you're probably gonna rip out your rotator cuff. You're probably gonna hurt your back. Yeah. So now you. So again, when you think of the layman's term, I joke around all the time. Like I would pay ungodly amounts of money if I could, without anyone knowing, like put chips, like stick one of my clients with a chip that <laughs> was a microphone, yeah. and just have the microphone and have the recording of them. And all I want to listen to is what they say to their friends, family, and coworkers yeah. when I'm not around and they're not in the gym about the gym. How they describe yeah. it. Yeah. Because that layman's term is that's that's how your marketing language speaks. Yeah. So many gyms were like, well, I have a completely scientific proven interval strength yeah, and yeah. fitness program that is uh, you know, a you know, constantly varied, functional yeah. like blah 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 blah. All the market wants to know. Yeah. Am I going to feel like a badass? Check. Am I yeah. gonna get injured? No. All right. All right. Sign me up. Very right. simple. Yep. The more simple the messaging, the better.
1: Yeah. Um, I would yeah. say for, for you guys in particular, like when people ask me and they say, hey, what's this? Because obviously we have like your guys' cards like yeah. out on our uh, on our, um, our counter there. and say, hey, what's this urban movement? I say, it's an awesome spot. Yeah. I was like, if you're looking for like direction and guidance and coaching when it comes to like your fitness, yeah. go there. Yeah. Um, and I tell them, I said, they're like, is it CrossFit? And I'm like... Yeah. Basically the best way for me to describe it is if you love CrossFit, you'll love it. If you don't love CrossFit, you'll love it. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's like that's, literally yeah. the best way that I can that's describe it. So, so I was just like.
0: Yeah. We have them behind the front desk and literally like we coach the front desk and someone comes in and says, is this CrossFit? <laughs> we say, are you, lo-? we respond with the question. because yeah. in sales, whoever asks the questions is in control. Yeah, yeah. So they come in and they're like, is this CrossFit? Are you looking for CrossFit? And if they say, yes, like great. You're gonna love what we have. And yep. if they say no, no. you say, great, great. you're going to love <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I love you it. That, yeah. That's how I you, didn't know I was working for you Yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly <laughs> it. I fucking love it. it. But that's exactly it. And um, so when I first started CrossFit back in 06... I brand anchored it by telling people it's like P ninety X and insanity. You remember P ninety X insanity, but instead of jumping around your living room like a fucking moron, you get to go to a gym and actually use equipment, and you're right. taught by a coach. Right. And but that's how I brand anchored yeah. it. I, you know, I talked to my team here with Isaac and Deuce, and I'm like. We're probably still another two years away where we're gonna continue to use brand anchoring like CrossFit, like Orange yeah. Theory, talk about how we're in the middle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that's what you need to do when you start a brand new
1: you yeah. know, brand
0: as far as it goes. You have like, I dude, I came to tell you, I'll be wearing, like not this one, but a hat that says like Urban Movement or whatever. Yeah. People go like, oh my God, I've been meaning to try that. And I'm like, oh great, you, you should totally come in for a class yeah. sometime. They're like thought it was a brewery i'm like fuck me <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just trying to get motherfuckers into i thought it was like a brewery. brewery they're like or oh, is it like urban outfitters i'm like no motherfuckers it's not like urban outfitters it's you're kidding. not getting the fucking skinny chinos here right. like get the fuck out Your all you're to do is put a kegerator up front with beer and be like oh yeah it's a brewery Just stop it well the new coffee company they're serving beer you gonna go and serve beer and they'll do acai bowls and they'll do a couple different protein shakes awesome and so yeah so i mean um but yeah, it's it's so funny, man. It's the way the market talks about fitness. Yeah. Is is the most important thing that, unfortunately, you know, we rarely ever get a chance to listen to as as gym owners. Mm-hmm. And but if we could, and we really listen, like I'm a big fan. I tell everyone, take your top twenty percent of clients, like even at PLN, like take the top twenty percent, the ones that spend the most, mm-hmm. and are the least pain in the ass. Oh. Because so, there's difference. You have people yes. that spend a ton and are a complete pain in yeah. the ass. They don't make the cut. No. And you have people that are not a pain in the ass, yeah. but they don't spend a lot. You need both. They spend the most, but they are not a pain in the ass. Yeah. They're actually a pleasure to service. Right. And you take them They're out. They're like your favorite human being 100%. ever. 100%. And you literally, like, if I could clone you 100 times over, yeah. I'd fire all these rest of these fuckers. Right. In a second. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, but you take them out and you just talk to them. You let them know, how do you describe us? right? What mm. is it you love about us? What is it you don't love about us? Mm -hmm. what is it like how can I get more people like you it's what we call there's a really good book by Mike Michalow it's called the pumpkin plan and it essentially looks at in pumpkin growing you know pumpkin farmers they want to grow the biggest pumpkin and how do you manufacture the biggest pumpkin you walk around your farm and you grab the seeds from all the other biggest fucking pumpkins and you put them together and it's just like the service based industry whether you're Mm -hmm. selling pre-made meals or you're doing fitness you find the best fucking clients Mm -hmm. you say listen I love working with you. I love when you come into Project Lean Nation. I love when you come into Urban Movement. Mm-hmm. I literally, it's you're one of my favorite people. Yeah. And I know I shouldn't say that I have favorites, but you're my fucking favorite. Right. How do I get more people like you in there? Because people yeah.
1: roll with people like them. Like think about your text message group. Yeah.
0: All those guys probably roll yeah. similarly, right? For sure. Similar age range, socioeconomic demographics, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. They're of similar core values, like-mindedness, yeah. all that. There's very few that you have this amazing client who hangs out with shitbags, <laughs> right? Right, Or that rich people hang out with people. It's like the same right. thing. We all just kind of hang out with five shitbags. Exactly. You're
1: going to be the six shitbags. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to be the six shitbags. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're the sum of the people you hang out with. But So those pumpkin bland meetings are always really beneficial to sit down and talk to those clients. And number one, it's they, A, it's flattering as fuck when, those, when you take those clients out. Yeah. And then number two, you learn, again, that marketing lingo and language and you hear things. She's like, fuck, I don't even really know. Did you is that really how you describe it? I like that. Yeah. I wanna use that. Like, yeah. it's it's really fucking telling, man. Yeah. It's really telling. I love yeah. that. Pumpkin Plan by Mike McCallum. It's a really good book. Okay. Um, let's dig into. Talk to me
1: a little bit about
0: the adversity you had overcome. Talk just briefly about the medical condition.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, backstory growing all the way up to high school and as a kid, played sports, was super healthy. Um, three sport athlete: baseball, football, basketball. And then at 24, randomly I was sick, within the first two to three years I started working at Project Lean Nation. Um, out of the blue, one day I was leaving the gym and I had a stroke. So. And you were, how old did this time? I was 24. So this was June of 2016. I had a stroke, had to go to the hospital. Um, basically it was the entire right side of my body that I had there Relearn everything from my face, how to speak, from my hand, how to brush my teeth. What does that
0: look like? Is that hours a day in physical therapy and occupational therapy? What does that look like? Uh,
1: it's basically a, a week in the hospital. Um, it's basically 10 month recovery for a 24 year old um, from lear- relearning how to walk. It's a
0: fucking year pretty much.
1: Yeah, it's relearning how to walk, it's relearning how to basically talk yeah. how to write your name brush your teeth brush oh, your yeah. teeth how to live um let alone any fitness that that also takes a while Jesus. too so um it's basically like if you were like all of your motor skills and all of like your coordination that you had learned it's from like birth. that scene
0: from wall street
1: yeah 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 literally <laughs> but just imagine just one side of yeah, your body one side one side so it's just like pressing the reset button and everything that you've learned since birth like, the things that you don't even realize. Like, yeah. how to write your name. You had to, like, refigure how to hold a pencil. That is fun.
0: So, the thing with that, I'm gonna, Deuce is running a, like, he's got a goddamn fucking concert going on out there. No worries. These fucking Soto speakers are just, they crush me when I'm doing a goddamn podcast. Deuce, if you're listening to this shit, need you to turn that shit down. <laughs> uh,
1: front left. Deuce, I love your music playlist. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Deuce, always plays some good shit. Um. So, so, all right,
0: so you have this happen.
1: Yeah, so I had this happen, and go your um, rehab. I go through my, my rehab, all the-
0: Were you pretty much 10 months year on the dot, and you were back to-
1: Yeah, it was uh, so basically um, I was out of work for about three months, like just stayed at home. Um, thankfully, you know, my family was able to, to take me in, and my little I have the little brothers, uh, they're about to be 18, so they were about 13, 14 at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, thankfully, I was with them, and I took them to the gym at that that day that it happened uh, to just teach them how to lift. Like they're like, "Hey, we see you working out all the time. Luckily, you wanna learn. Those, luckily they were dude, fucking there. I never work out with anyone and, and that just was, dude. It was, man, I, yeah, it was That's coincidence. Nuts. It was, I don't know what it was. Like do they know just, what to do instantly. Like they no. So basically, what had happened was we were leaving, and uh, I don't know where. I felt really sick. We were walking to my car. I was in the parking lot and it's really sick to my stomach feeling. I was like, they're in the backseat like arguing and you know, just jibber-jabbing yeah, yeah. back and forth. And uh, next thing you know, like my right arm went numb and I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah. And then my left arm, or my left leg, or my right leg went numb and fell asleep. I was like, what is going on? And I broke out in this hot sweat, like just all the way through my shirt within seconds. My heart started racing. And I was like, I was just focused on breathing. Yeah. I couldn't read very well and the next thing I lost all the color like my, my face my brother looks at me the brother Phil and he goes hey are you okay you don't look good and I was like I don't feel good and then out of nowhere he touches me and he's like dude you are hot like my temperature spiked my heart rate spiked and all of a sudden like I went to like grab my phone off the dashboard and I just knocked it over I had no coordination to grab my phone and I was like I, I went to call for help like call someone yeah, yeah. and he looked at me and he's like what's going on? And I went to speak and I couldn't speak. So I was like, let's try that again. I remember I I tried to speak words and nothing came out. out. And I I laughed and I was like, let's try that again. I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. And then at that point, all I could yell, or all I could say was help, help, help. Like I couldn't speak. So at that point he's like, I'm going to call dad. And he called dad, my stepmom came, pick me up, took me to the hospital. And they're like, dude, you're having a stroke. Of course they wheeled me in. And they give me the clipboard. Hey, fill this out. The nurses didn't look at me or anything to realize that my face was falling off of my face, like everything was just like drooping off. Yeah. And then I went to go hold the pen, and I couldn't hold the pen; it just fell out of my hand. And then my mom is, of course, like she's like, "Hey, someone help him!" He's
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this isn't like a fucking yeah. Like, right. It's not like, like he's got a bum arm. arm. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So then they look at me and like, "Oh shit, he's having a stroke." So um, basically, um, they took me back there, and I was in the hospital. I just remember saying, "Hey." They give me some medicine to to help with the blood clotting, whatever, because obviously a stroke is a clot in the brain. So they wanted to release that so blood could get back to my brain. Um, and I just remember saying, I'm gonna be late for work. And it was me like mumbling that. I'm gonna be late for work. And the the nurse is like, No, you're not gonna go to work. And I was like, I'm gonna be late for work, I gotta go. And she's like, You're gonna be here for a little while. And I was like, what? Like the day? She's like, No, you're not gonna be at work for a long time. And I was like, what? I didn't understand the severity of what I was going through. So uh, I was there for three days of a bedridden. And next thing you know, they're like, hey, we want you to walk. And I was like, perfect, get me out of this bed. And I remember I, I went to stand up, and I stood up and I sat right back down. I could not stand. And I was like, that was weird. So I tried it again, and um, same thing. I couldn't balance anything on my right side. I sat right back down. And next thing you know, they, they rolled me in a walker. I said here walk. And at 24 years old, when you're dragging your leg down the hallway trying to walk yeah. with a walker, it's pretty humbling. Yeah. To realize that in an instant all of that can be taken away from you when the day before you're just, just working out. Yeah, the, literally. Yeah, literally I was just showing how to do pull-ups and bench press and whatever yeah. else. I wasn't even doing like a crazy workout like I would normally like lift heavier. I just showed them the basic movements and it was just crazy how it all happened. And this is
0: just a freak thing. This isn't genetic, this nope. wasn't you know predisposed. So
1: starting there, obviously they ran all the, the tests. They're like, dude, you're 24. All your tests come back perfectly with the yeah, normal yeah. limits. You're perfectly fine. We don't know what's wrong with you. We don't know what caused this. We don't know why you had it. This is just like, they call it a cryptogenic stroke. There's no evidence of what's going on. So I was like, all right. Whatever, by day three, day four, I realized that when I had 47 doctors come in, I was just an experiment of some sort. So I was like, I'm probably never going to find out and that's okay. It's just something that I have to have trust and faith in um, that it's going to work out for the better. And to be 100% honest, through those 10 months, the value, the perspective, the gratitude that I got for just life in general. and like just the little things uh, is invaluable. Like I would do that whole experience all over again, just for what I had learned. I don't wish it upon anyone, but the value that I got from that was absolutely unparalleled. So is this
0: why you're the nice Rochester kid? Because you went through this. Prior to this, you're just this dick Rochester kid. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, exactly. no, no, And now no, you're the no, nice no. guy.
1: I, I was never, I was never the, the <laughs> dick, but I, I did go through a phase where I was probably, you know, a little bit, a little bit not the, the nicest person in the world. But but yeah, man, it's just that one of those things. Is, is, that's insane. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where um, you realize that life isn't guaranteed. Yeah. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. That you just like. What you think about is, hey, this could be my story. I just remember sitting there in the hospital bed and I was like, I could be kinda like this the rest of my life. And then I kinda sat there and I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask, you know, God why me? Sure. It's more of like it's more of like, all right, what are you trying to teach me? Yeah. What what's 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 the what's the message here? Yeah. And it, it took a lot of reflecting and I just kinda was sitting there and Were I was you like, religious before this? I was yeah. yeah I've always been faith based sure. um and it, honestly uh I've had many miracles in my life yeah. um and that was just one oh. of them um so my dad always grew uh brought me up in faith and it's yeah, yeah. always something that I've hold, held close to myself I never yeah, yeah. I never pressed on anyone else sure. um but I just remember sitting there and I was like this could be my my story like this this could yeah. be it and I remember thinking to myself and everything that I'd learned previously about personal development and growth mindset and more of just like leadership and service of others and kind of just like how to help people and it's all about what starts in here. I remember sitting there and I was like, fuck that, this ain't gonna be my story. I was like, let's get to work. So literally from that day forward, day three, when I try to walk, like after that moment and I was walking around in in a walker, I was feeling pretty bad. And I realized that everyone who saw me do that my dad, my mom, my coworkers that came in to see me and they saw how much in bad shape I was and how much it was hurting them I realized that my perspective on the whole situation was also going to be their perspective on sure, it. Sure, yeah. So, at that, if you were down and mopey oh, about it, bro. then they
0: were going to be the same way, but yeah. if you were fucking like, you know, rocky. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to mm-hmm. give them a strike.
1: So, I realized, I was like, this is not my story. This is not yeah. going to be my story. It's not going to be how it ends. I'm not going to be a cripple for the rest of my life. I was like, let's get to work. So, um, I just remember at that point, like by day five in the hospital, my dad's like, dude, how are you not bawling your eyes out right now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, honestly, I'm grateful to be alive. Yeah. Like there's a reason why I'm still alive.
0: What's that equation? Like, you know, you, there's a, the outcome of something is the event, and then your reaction.
1: Yeah. How you, react to it. you so one of my favorite quotes is you are not a product of your circumstances, sure. you're a product of your decisions. Yeah. So no matter if you go through this, that, the third yeah. everyone's going through some shit. 100%. Maybe not the same shit, but you're yeah. going through some and shit. If there's
0: anybody that's made it out of it, you oh. can
1: too. Oh, for sure. And there's people that have gone through worse than that. Yeah. Like way worse than what I went through. Yeah,
0: burn victims, fucking butt oh. wounds, like For
1: sure. Um, but it's all about how you perceive it. So perspective and not only that, but it's like what you already have. Yeah. So just for me, it's gratitude, perspective, and positivity are like some of my core values yeah. that I try to live by. I try to be the most enthusiastic and the most positive person that I know. Yeah. Um, because there's always someone out there in worse, worse situations, worse shape, um, and I'm way too blessed to be stressed about anything in life. So uh, I would say like the whole value from that situation, the whole perspective change as far as like, dude, I could be dead, yeah. I could be paraplegic from the neck down, whatever it may be, yeah. There's a reason why I'm here, and it's more so seeking the value in that situation that I was in. So um, I realized, that, yeah, I can sit there and I can kind of like dwell on it and kind of pout about it and get down on myself and feel sorry, but that's not the right that's not the right perspective to go by. It's crazy. Like,
0: if everyone listening, does everyone realize there was a guy or a girl? I don't know which, who got bumped off their flight on September 11th. They were supposed to take a plane, yeah. and fucking something happened, and they overbooked the ticket, and the guy winged the fuck out, screamed at the fucking ticket agent, didn't get on the flight, mm-hmm. and now you, you, we all sit back now and we realize obviously that was the biggest blessing ever. It's it's I've only had one I really, I had one real moment. I was uh, my car I had backed into a ditch driving down some dark roads in Cleveland, and I I just backed into it, so the car's like half sticking in the ditch and half sticking out into the road. and It's a dark road. And I'm like, fuck, the tow truck's coming. I need to go get my insurance, my insurance ticket as this girl's day of time. So I reach into the, the glove box. I'm reaching in, I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to get to the driver's side and I'm reaching, I'm reaching. I get it, I walk away from the car. I'm not even like 10 feet away. Another car was coming down the road. It did not see the car, right? It did not, did not see, it. it was too dark. Hits the front of my car, my car goes flying. And I'm walking our way, and literally the car around, like literally goes around me like a boomerang. It if it would have gone straight, it would have hit me, killed me, dead instantly. Just goes around me, and I just go look, and I can see my car fly 50 feet down the road. Whoa. And the girl I was with the screaming, and that guy who hit it, he's fucking off and it did. It was just nuts. It was one of those ones where I just, had I been like, had I been reaching him and like reach back up, hey, babe. Where where what's the address we were supposed to go? Like if I would have waited seven more seconds and stayed in that car while I was reaching, that fucking car would have hit it. And again, it like perspective. And I tell people, one of the things I think that are, you have a gift. Everybody, I'm gonna use a um getting pulled over as an analogy, everybody who's ever sped, right? Anybody who's ever lived, has gotten pulled over. Right? It's had something bad happen to them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when people get pulled over, they drive like a, and they don't get the ticket, or even if they do, they drive like a fucking saint for like the next 50 miles. Yeah. And then what? They're like, ah, fuck, you totally forget about yeah. it. That, that sense of urgency is now gone. Yeah. And there's so many people that have those wake-up calls, those moments of perspective and clarity, and those come-to-Jesus moments, and those near-death, or uh, a it's not near-death for them, it's near-death for a friend, family member, whatever it may be. And they, they zoom in, they like, they're like, I think on my camera, like, boom, the autofocus kicks in, but then after a period of time, it, it fades, right? Because things, moments are fleeting, right? But like, even, you know, sitting here, when you're talking about your core values as a person, and I, I like, listen, all you fucks listening to this thing, I know all you business owners, most of you guys barely have core values for your fucking business, let alone your, your own human creed. And when you were talking about those, I was like, check, 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 yeah, that's exactly who this motherfucker is. Like, you are probably one of the most enthusiastic people I've ever met and in a good way. Not like in an annoying at 6 a.m. at Starbucks kind of way. Right? <laughs> right. Like, got like you. the chick at Publix yes. wants to talk about two-for-one apples. Like, if you believe this, take one of those just, fucking things. Listen, I just want my coffee, please. Yeah, yeah, just need my coffee, Talk patient. to me after it's that. It's too early. Yeah. It's too fucking early. Yeah, I got you. Uh, no, you want 100% embody that. But that is, uh, I, I just, I remember, so the way this podcast came out, Moore was at the shop. he was sitting there getting some work done in our lounge. Me and were shooting the shit, and you told me this story, which I did not know at a time. Yeah. And just in like, I think you spit on it for like forty five seconds, and the forty five seconds I was like, oh, fuck it, we have to talk on a podcast. Yeah. I need to hear the entire thing. Yeah.
1: So I think the uh, the premise of our conversation then, uh, fast forward to now was two and a half years after my the stroke happened yeah. and me recovering and you know making a full recovery. Um, mm-hmm. I had not had any symptoms of a stroke ever since, but I was also aware that when I did have the stroke, they discovered I had a hole in my heart. Um, Many people are born with it. I didn't know that. Uh, It's called a PFO. So apparently 25% of people have a hole in their heart. Basically everyone is born. And they just live a healthy normal life. They live live a healthy normal life. Unless you're like a Navy SEAL scuba diver and the pressure, like that's the only time where you're actually gonna like never ever do that because of this condition. So I was born with it. I didn't know this. I played force my entire life, like went through extreme physical. Problems, yeah. Never had any problems. Uh, and they discovered, hey, you had this stroke. And what may could may, what may have attributed to it was this hole in the heart, which could have made an opportunity for a blood clot to slip through and go straight to your brain instead of break up around the body. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, I was like, what are we going to do about it? And they said, well, we can close it. Or, you know, because we don't really know if it's a cause or not, we can leave it open. And I was like, well, I'm 24 there's a lot of living left to do. Right, I was yeah. like, I'm 24, I'm like, not gonna lie, I prefer not to have an artificial device put in my heart yeah. for the rest of my life, that's probably not, you know.
0: And that's what would being happen able to you it.
1: Right, so, at that point in time, they're like, yeah, we really don't know, so it's kinda up to you if you wanna do it. And I was like, well, I prefer not to if we don't absolutely know that sure. that's the cost. So, two and a half years later, um, this was probably January, February of this past year, I had stroke symptoms again. Um, after uh, just kind of normal yeah. day, my arm went numb, my face went numb, and those are the same exact symptoms of a stroke. And normally they're precursors for an actual stroke. So I went to the hospital here in Charlotte, and they said, "Hey, you know, you look fine, you look great, like you don't have any motor sk- like motor yeah, yeah, deficiencies, yeah. like nothing looks weird. You all right?" They sent me home. And I didn't feel right about it, so I was like, I called my primary, I said, "Hey, this is what happened. I don't feel right." They discharged me within two or three hours, yeah. like. What should I do? And he goes, seek a neurologist right away. So I said, all right, cool. So I I, uh, uh, met with a neurologist here in Charlotte and they said, yeah, you have a PFO hole in your heart. Um, You know, Let me know if anything happens between now and then. We'll get some more screenings, some more tests on So within a week and a half of my first stroke symptom back in January, I had another one in February where this time it was the opposite hand, numbness, tingling, and I was like, it lasted 48 hours this time normally it lasted two to three minutes it lasted 48 hours so i went back and i was just like it, it was to the point where i couldn't hold a coffee mug yeah yeah bed. you're like okay this is not this yeah is like real. i couldn't hold my hand yeah. open it was it was it was it was i knew what it was i didn't want to accept what it was but i was like here we go again with this shit so i was like all right so once again i go lord what are you trying to teach me what are you showing me here so I went in and they said, all right, well, it's the second time this happened. Let's do a full workup on you. Let's take you in. We'll admit you for a couple days. We'll do all the tests, all the imaging. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And at that point they said, hey, the hole in your heart may be an issue. We don't want you to do any exercise. And that's when I came into you guys and I said, hey, you know, I'm probably not gonna be working out for a little bit just for health yeah. condition reasons. I'm gonna do something else instead. They don't want me to pressurize my body. Um, and um, you're, you're like, dude, like, yeah. How you doing? I'm like, I'm great. Like I can still do everything else. It's not what I can't do. It's what everything yeah. else I can do. Uh, so the whole thing of perspective again is, is for me like one of those things like I have to under adversity I have to look and check myself to make sure my awareness is where it should be. Because uh, it's very easy to slip on that slope to where I can be like, oh, oh yeah, my it easy to
0: feel sorry for yourself. And oh yeah, and get pissed off and you know, yeah, looking for additional resources when you should really just be more resourceful. Right, you know. So I go, hey
1: man, I'm just I'm just running now, yeah. I'm just doing all sorts of yeah. sorts of like endurance running on the bike, yeah. like whatever. I'm doing more endurance training. And you're like, that's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, this is the cards I've been dealt, but I'm yeah. not playing my hand, I'm just changing the game. Yeah. And you were like, I like that. Yeah, like yeah. I wanna yeah. I think I wanna do a podcast. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Yeah man, I gotta I gotta change the game to, to suit my hand. I yeah. can't just play my hand. So it's,
0: whenever you hear stuff like that, I always I always wanna unpack stuff. When I, when I hear someone who has a very interesting perspective that is not common again it, as much as we wish your ability to look at a shitty hand and you know a lot of people just want to get up and be like fuck this game and pull a monopoly tantrum and just right, put right. the fucking board right, and right. fuck you grandma right. um, it's way easier man to go ahead and, or it's way harder to go ahead and, and accept the reality and yeah. just shift course yeah. and play it differently yeah. kind of scenario man yeah
1: so like uh, this is, like these situations in life is typically where um, I rely a lot on my faith and my trust um, because I, I, I know for me the, the best way to put it is you can't slow the river, you can't stop the river, you can't speed the river up. At some point you gotta have faith and trust. So it's like, you know what, that makes sense. So at that point I met with my doctors and they said, hey listen, let's just get this heart thing closed. sure. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So I was gonna do it in Charlotte here, and instead set up the appointment, instead of the operation, it was just a day procedure. They're gonna go in a few hours, go up there, fish a tube up my leg, and put a device in there, block the hole, and good to go. The surgeon goes, hey, we're gonna do another test the day of, imaging test, so I can know like where the hole is, how big it is, like what size device I need, so I'm not just up there fishing around. I said, perfect, let's do it. So he's like, obviously that's the most, you know, beneficial thing to do. So I said, all right. So I went in there that day. He's like, we're gonna put you under. We're gonna do. A, we're gonna stick a probe down your throat. And we're gonna take an image of your heart from the inside out. So that versus an ultrasound, they can only see it from this side. So obviously the surface. We're gonna do it from the inside out. Hey,
0: you haven't told me, Danny, We we I don't know. We this haven't part. talked since then. Is the hole closed?
1: So listen to this.
0: Because like I'm just sensing some dude, dude, shit. Dude, listen to this. Dude, listen
1: to this, right? <laughs> so I just remember. Um, I just remember going in there and I was just kind of like. Yeah, there's some fear. Like, yeah. I'm I'm now 27 and I'm just like, I'm in, I'm on the table, I'm in the bed. I'm just like, all right. They're like, hey, you ready? I was like, yeah, just put me under. I just want to sleep. Just like, let me sleep. Give me the best shit that you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I want to wake up and it It'd be done. done. Yeah. Right. So they're like, all right, cool. So I remember uh, I went in there. He's like, all right, we're gonna do the probe down your throat, cool. I wake up probably like an hour or two later and uh surgeon comes in. And they're like, all right, awesome. We got the imaging test back. And the surgeon comes in and he goes, hey, I got good news and bad news. And I go, hit me with it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, bad news is we're not going to do the operation. I go, okay, Yeah. good news. He goes, you don't have a hole in your heart. I go, yeah. wait, what? I'm sitting there with <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, yeah. my girlfriend, and my mom food. I'm from New York. She's like, I got to be there. I got to be there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. mom, it's okay. She's like, I'm going to be there. I was like, all yeah, right, cool. So my mom, my girlfriend, and me. And I'm sitting there and he goes... Yeah, you don't have a hole in your heart. I couldn't find one. And I go, that's good. Now I don't have to have an artificial device in my chest, but I'm like, are you sure? And my mom and my girlfriend are just like, what? Like did not see it coming. He goes, that's the reason why I did the additional test because I couldn't see exactly where it was. And I was just like, okay. And I just remember before I went under, I was just like, whatever, I I trust you. It's gonna work out for the better. And I just remember it going under. And then next thing you know, I wake up he's like, yeah, there's no hole. And I was like, is it possible for it to close? He goes, normally at a young age, yeah, but you're fully developed, so no. And I was like, did they miss this? Yeah. Like, is this a misreading? And he goes, dude, I was in there. I got a perfect image of everything. And he goes, you don't have anything. And I was just like, so the whole perspective and the whole almost like a a mind of like you've been limiting yourself because of this belief yeah. that you had and now you're free from it like you don't you don't have this you know what I'm saying yeah. Morgan eats Project Lean Nation seven days a week, people. Just a little plug at for least, Project Lean Nation. Yeah, at, at least, least six, six days, I mean, Nation, at least six days a week. He eats Project Lean Nation, and he now
0: does not have a hole in his heart. Dude. I'm just saying, just a random plug for Tim. Just Dude. a random plug. It was absolutely plug. insane, bro. It and is nuts. Yeah, so. Um, it's fucking insane.
1: I mean, yeah, I still I still follow, like I still don't know what sure. caused it initially. So you, you're still
0: cautious, you follow the doc, that right. kind of thing and all that, but.
1: I walk away from all of this and I take Uh, one small uh, blood thinner a day. And that's literally it. And I'm super grateful that, yeah, I mean that thought is always in the back of my mind, like, hey, anything can happen at any time. But it's more of just like, it's a good thing because it helps me live to my fullest potential. Knowing that, hey, anything can happen at any point in time, tomorrow's not guaranteed, so why not live your best life and treat everyone else like it's their best life every single day.
0: And all you fucks that are crying cause Sally quit your goddamn gym today and that's the shit that's ruining your fucking week. Jesus Christ, some fucking perspective for you. <laughs> Dude, listen, this is, this is exactly like why I wanted to jam on it. it. just it is an incredible, it's one of those stories where people listen and even myself as I'm sitting here and it makes you think of problems that you have. And again, not that problems aren't problems. Like again, yeah, really, my, really. everyone has problems, yeah. but it's again, it's it's how you perceive it. And especially when something is there, it's real, yeah. you have choices. For sure. Right? You have absolute choices. I saw it started torrential downpouring yesterday, like it was like we had random monsoon last yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman and I watched her and she had been waiting for an Uber or a bus or something. It starts pouring and she looks up and she you can tell she's processing her head. Well, I can either stand here and continue to get rained on <laughs> or... She sprinted across to fuel pizza. She came out. She must have asked for two or three pizza boxes. And this chick like fucking folded and tied and like created this fucking I love it. But again, she have stood there this. in the yeah. rain just fucking eating it. Fucking like, God damn it. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah. She just did something about yeah. it. And doing something doesn't always have to manifest in a physical action. Right. It's not like you went out and fucking harvested a new heart. Right. You just... It can, it can manifest in just mental attitude yeah. and aptitude. For sure. You know, um, fuck it A man, that's such a great story.
1: Yeah man, I, uh, I encourage anyone who's going through any shit, no matter what it is, similar or different, uh, that there's value in every situation. All you gotta do is just look for it yeah. um, and realize that it can always be worse. But not only that, but uh, when you go through those situations, you come out like a hardened piece of steel. So what you're going through, whatever it is, you may be put put through the fire right now, but just like a piece of steel, when you're put through the fire, you come out as a hardened piece of steel. So mentally, physically, emotionally, there's always value there. So always seek that and just realize that no matter what it is, it could always be worse and that you're too blessed to be stressed. There's a reason why you're going through it and there's always value in it. So use it to your benefit and it's always your perspective on how you look at things. So if you change the way you see things, the things you see change. Love it,
0: dude. Now, uh, if anybody has any questions they want to reach out to you, contact you, what is the best place
1: for them to do that? Um, I would say probably Instagram um, or uh, my email address. Uh, you can always stop at the Project Lean Nation. I'm there usually six, seven days a week, yeah. so. So what's, that,
0: for, what's the Instagram handle for them to find you at? Uh,
1: it's more gains. One of course zero. it is, right? <laughs> of course it is. More games, one zero. And um, then email address? M b a r d e n one zero at gmail.
0: Cool. And guys, I'll go ahead and I will link that shit up in the show notes. Morgan, um, man, thank you so much. Thank hey, man, so, this was dope.
1: Dude, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so grateful. Yeah. Thank you so we much for the opportunity. Took like, fucking three attempts. Today. I know, I'm bro. It's happen. well oh, worth it, it well, it, well it, worth it. it. Honestly, this is my first time, so I, I loved it. It was yeah. a great experience. Okay, awesome yeah. man, thank you. Awesome, thank you.